and bam, it looks like we are live and recording. We've got Nathan. How are you today? Excellent. Thanks, Ben. And Jordy, you are our first repeat guest. You should feel pretty special. I do. Glad to be here. And Dirk, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. And by this morning, I mean four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it's all it's all relative. We're we're getting there. We're we're uh, I'm uh, leaving Williston this evening, and so I was peppering Jordy and Dirk to see if we could get one more episode in while I was still down here, and they were gracious enough to uh, jump on again. Uh, and so I think we'll just hop into it, Dirk. Uh, real quickly though, what do you do for KPEX so people know? Uh, I'm a dispatcher here in Williston. So handle all the trucking, people, requests, shopping lists. <laughs> all the fun stuff. I, I came across a quote today and it says, know what your customers want even before they do. And I think that probably describes the dispatching role or a portion of the dispatching role pretty well, That's hey? pretty accurate, yeah. Okay, now where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Dirk understands that fully. But, you know, kind of <clears throat> dispatching in a previous uh, previous organization and then coming over here where, you know, obviously there's some third-party stuff that we do and then, you know, with our with our housing accommodations, uh, you never know what the request is going to be. So, you really got to be nimble. Uh, you got to be quick, and you got to be prepared for any requests that could be coming. Would you say, Derek, uh, as compared to how would you compare dispatching at Capex compared to some of the other places that you might have dispatched? Uh, there's where I dispatched before. It was it was more. A lot of it was internal, um, and the third party was more spaced on trucking, really. Here, there's a lot more to it, which I kind of enjoy. Uh, there's a lot more little things that go with it and a lot more thought into it, um, a lot more pre-planning for what you got to do, a lot of trying to think ahead for what they might want, what they might need. Um what certain customers you know might want in their trailers. Um, it's just a lot more fun. It's a lot more engaging. Yeah, and I was uh, telling Jordy and Dirk earlier, this is my first time being down here in a while, and I've just been so impressed with the caliber of people that Jordy's been bringing on. And if you know anything about Jordy, he just preaches people, people, people. And uh, Dirk was one of them just sitting in his office yesterday and, Jordy and I and Dirk couldn't stop laughing about the different stories going on. And Dirk, you bring a real light atmosphere to the organization and there you get a little chuck and you don't get, I haven't gotten much more than that little chuckle that you just did right there out of you. But it's, uh, it's been pretty special for me to come down. Cause I mean, I think in the, well, in the last three days I've well probably met a dozen people and, Three, four, five of them, I think, have been uh, veterans and and young guys, thirty years old, a couple, probably twenty year olds, thirty year olds. You know, they've been to Iraq, been to Afghanistan, uh, came here and just came with a real good, uh, 
real good attitude about everything. So it's been really fun to catch up with these guys and to, yeah, like I said, see the caliber of guys that Jordy's bringing onto the team. And Dirk, you're one of them. Thank you. Happy, happy to be here. It's, uh, yeah, I can say hmm. here, like, oh, go ahead, Dirk. No, go ahead, finish. No, it just, it just, it's just cool too because, you know, we're part of an organization that's split between two different countries. And it's just really, really cool to see some faces and hear some of the stories from, from the people in the U.S. It's just really neat. And so that was part of why I enjoyed listening to Jordy's podcast yesterday. And then now we get to see Dirk. And Ben, you should just stay down there and keep rolling through these guys. It's, it's really neat to see. Might have to. <laughs> just come back soon. I got to come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. It, I will have to because I can do hear all the things that I can't easily do in Canada. Last night I went uh, shooting, went out to the shooting range and the outdoor shooting range, and that was awesome. Great weather, amazing. They did uh, some really nice upgrades here in Williston on the on the outdoor shooting range they have. But man, I uh, will be glad to leave and forget the mosquitoes that were coming at me, and I was just bit up all the left and right side, and whew, but fun to be able to get out and shoot again and do uh do some of those american things that you can do so much easier in america that's right especially in williston Williston. (laughs) no really proud uh dirk what's one of the and i kind of prepped you before uh jumping on no last names no customer names we got to keep it nice and clean (laughs) but what's what's one of the uh craziest things in the last kind of three or four months that you've been dispatching that you've had to uh, send out to site? Because we get customer requests and Jordy already kind of alluded to that. So what's one of the craziest things you've been uh, yeah, asked to send out to there? find some size 10 camel Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had to, had to get backpacks embroidered, um, pressurized mud scale recently. It took me forever because nobody has those out here anymore. But the the Crocs was pretty funny, and you know <laughs> c- certain colors of Gatorade in certain amounts. <laughs> you know specific types of Tide Pods, or it just it gets pretty funny. <clears throat> did you know that? Did you know that's what you were signing up for, Dirk? <laughs> no, but it keeps but me it, laughing. You know, as maybe with supply chain, how difficult it can be to to get some of those things right now. I think, you know, with you coming into the organization here in Williston, that's what's been fun for me is not only can we can we get it done, can we find it, do we take it seriously, you know, to get the product to execute, but to kind of laugh and, and make fun of it as well, because, uh, you know, it can be difficult to get it. It can be difficult to execute and even to have that focus on, you know, the top size 10 Crocs when there's so many other things going on. But, uh, no, it's where it's been really fun to have you within the, the Capex brand here in, in North Dakota, Dirk, and, you know, just enjoying it. So I do enjoy it. It's, it's been fun. When we were talking about uh, some of the deliveries that we were having to do this morning, uh, I, I just kept running through my head that we're like, uh, Capex, the Amazon of the Bakken, or like some <laughs> something there, because it's 
Like it's not, can you get this to me sometime? It's, can you get this to me today? Like it's real time delivery is what we're being asked for. And just kind of recently called and asked if I could bring him whatever ink I had on the shelf until I could order 10 more. (laughs) (laughs) It just came through. What printer ink do you have? It just got delivered five minutes, 10 minutes before the podcast here. Um, it actually was delivered to the office, so we'll be able to get that out tomorrow. Yeah, it's over there in that bag right there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thanks, Dirk. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's unique uh, to, well, maybe unique to Williston as compared to even some of the other plays in the U.S., but certainly unique to Capex versus Apex, the, the requests that we get and that are provided and for us, it's just all about service, like keeping the customer happy. And that's part of it. And, you know, we don't let it get overboard and certainly nothing unethical, but, uh, but man, they come in with some funny asks and we do it all about, all about providing that service down here. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I think the left-handed can opener was the, the, the oddest request that I had seen prior to dirt coming in. I'd never heard of such a thing. I don't think we were able to find one. Uh, <laughs> wow. We'll have to work on that. Yeah. yeah, no, Nathan, what do you think? Uh, we've all had to be dispatchers here on the, on, on the call here. It's something pretty special to do, but can have some early morning and some late nights yeah it's it's funny when i first i my uh my introduction was into dispatching was with Flowmax, and so we deal exclusively with sewage and i in my first six months i, I kind of started in a, in a very cold stretch of the winter and it got to the point that whenever my phone rang my heart sunk it just I had to actually change my ringtone because I was so sick of that one ringtone. It actually, people talk about being triggered or gaslit. Yeah, that was just that one ringtone. I don't think I could hear it one more time. So I, because uh, it was just problem after problem. It was such a cold stretch and we had so much sewer freezing up all over the countryside. I just didn't want to hear those phone calls anymore. But we've gotten a lot better at it. Now I don't mind hearing my phone ring. Maybe it's somebody looking to, with some good news. Oh, you broke up just one second there. Somebody looking for what? Oh, just somebody maybe with some good news now that. Yeah. Now that, uh, yeah. Well, Dirk could be calling you looking for trucks. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll call him. He's got a call up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Dirk, where, uh, when did you come into. Uh, Williston or the Bakken? It would have been, I believe it was the winter of 2010. Ooh. My, my first job out here was on a frat crew, middle of January. Ooh, that was a tough winter. I really rethought my decision for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, I never left. But... <laughs> That was a rough winter. Do you remember yeah. anything about uh, being out in the field that uh, sticks out to you? Uh, I remember hugging the hydraulic line as hard as I could. 
<laughs> and I'm assuming that was to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work very good, but. I actually had a similar instance where the equipment we had had, uh, it was like a reefer unit, a uh, fifth wheel reefer unit trailer with the dolly jacks and the dolly jacks froze. Um, so we couldn't get them up. And then once we finally got them up, we had another trailer come out and we couldn't get it down because it was froze. So I had to hug the dolly and put any weight that we could on it to try and get it down. So that would have been that same winter, probably the same time you were struggling to stay warm. I was doing the same thing somewhere else. Yeah, that was a rough was winter up here. An eye opener. Like I, I grew up in Utah and I thought I knew what cold was, but I didn't. That, that that's probably about the same thing. Oh, I said that on uh, when we were talking to Fuzz Nathan. I grew up in Iowa and I thought I knew what winter was. Then I came to North Dakota. I thought I knew what <laughs> winter was, and then I went to Red Deer. Now I'm getting a better understanding. But our friends up in Fort Saint John and Lacobiche and Fort Mac they they know what winter is up there. It's 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 not the same. And Jordy, it's kind of funny. Dirk said just about the same thing you did right before we jumped on here. He said if you knew what you were getting into, you may have not yeah. come out here. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd have known before beforehand, I probably might not have shown up, but I did. <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm here, gonna stick it out. Yeah. Here I am, all these years later. It's the same way we got him to join KPAX. We didn't tell him what he was doing. <laughs> Might have rethought that decision if right. you knew what you were doing. Yeah. I, I you were working with. As far as my dispatching career has been, this is by far my most enjoyable. It's a great team here. Jordy's an awesome, awesome boss, an awesome leader. The team here is phenomenal. The crew pretty much take care of themselves. There's very little drama. It's been awesome. We still got a lot of work to do, but we're on the right track. Well, it's never going to be done, but we'll try to. We're always building. Yep. No, so... I titled this episode a Capex update, so we don't really need to get into a Capex update to too much. We talked about it a bit yesterday, but uh, Dirk, I think you guys got some trailers going out uh, next week. Yeah, possibly two, possibly we... two packages, at least on the well side side. Completions is just kind yeah. of who knows by the day what's going to happen there. Well, and it looks like we turned that into a couple of different opportunities, you know, had a couple different packages that ended up uh, slowing down. And it looks like we have two more of those completion sets going out. So one mobilizing tomorrow and the other one, we're not sure yet of the time frame, but another new customer that we're excited to send equipment out to. So, yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun when we can, you know, maybe more officially talk about customers and who we're working for and, how that's yeah. going, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. We're getting a lot of, a lot of completions work down here. That's feeding the fire. 
Definitely from the dispatch side. Well, boys, we've already we've gone. Yeah, because you're because they're moving every couple of days. We have a situation like that actually in our uh, Lloyd Minster operation where they they have these short wells and they're kind of every two or three days they move. It's a lot of work, a lot of paperwork, a lot of work, and kind of getting that same sense down here for what we're doing on the completion side. So I do have a question for Nathan before we jump off here. We're kind of talking about the weather, um, talking about dispatching, talking about, uh, you know, you changing your ringer there. <clears throat> so dealing with water, water and sewer up there in the, in the heart of winter, um, like what kind of temperatures would you guys be looking at when it's dead of winter and you're trying to keep your, uh, you know, sewage moving and your water, you know, water moving on a, on a campsite with the houses and such. Yes, Jordy. Well, I'll tell you, the coldest stretch, we deal in degrees Celsius up here, but the coldest stretch I've seen was 21 days, and it was in, it was in quite north in Alberta here. We've seen 21 days of minus 50 degrees Celsius, and we had an area we were, we were covering 12 rigs, and, and uh, these rigs move frequently, but that was the coldest, longest stretch I've seen. And I tell you, we, we worked around the cloth to keep that stuff flowing the way it needed to. But um, like every more typical, we're going to see like a, a, a stretch every winter. It doesn't fail. We see a stretch of about two weeks right around like that minus 30, 35 degrees Celsius. But that minus 50 stretch was that's something I will never, ever forget. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, that kind of cold is, you can't describe it unless you really, really felt it. Yeah, that's wild. <clears throat> you know, and you're talking garden hose and, and two inch, inch and a half hose, right? Trying to keep it flowing, yeah. keep it thawed out. Yeah. Yeah. What, what always impresses me is, like, we end up with all this inch and a half hose, and it's kind of laying all over the, the province, really. But if you add it all up, like you're talking kilometers and kilometers of hose that you're trying to keep flowing in the dead of winter. So it's actually like something to be a little bit proud of. I, I always tell our guys, like, you guys have at the, at, the, at the moment, you know, five or six kilometers of hose strung out all over the province, and it's all flowing, and it's minus 30. Great job. This is, you should be really proud of what you've accomplished. And, and our, guys, our guys like that. They like hearing those metrics. Because it's, sometimes it's hard to put that into your mind exactly how much hose it is all over the countryside. Yeah. And what's the key then? Just being proactive? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The key is high-quality heat trace installed the right way and on a breaker that's not going to trip. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of a formula there. It's pretty simple, but you have to really be paying attention and and being diligent about checking that stuff or you could have, you can have a real mess real quick. Yeah. 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 We had a pretty good winter here last, last winter. I'd say I thought it was quite mild, but when it did get cold, um, you know, a lot of success with our, you know, our equipment, but uh, nonetheless, Dirk hasn't seen the winter yet here at Capex. So is it uh, fair to say February-ish he should change his ringer or? 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Have a couple, have a couple ringers downloaded so you can swap them out. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. Or share the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jordy, I had a question for you from your podcast yesterday. I got I got the pleasure of listening to it today. I really liked it. I had a couple of chuckles, but you talked about bartending and how thankful you were of the skills that that came over to your management career at Capex. So do you want to jump into that a little bit more? Well, I guess I can try. Um, You know, working behind the bar, I was quite young. Uh, working behind the bar, I was probably 22, 23, 20, yeah, 22, 23. Um, so just you have to deal with so many different customers. You know, you could be dealing with somebody who's 21 years old and you could be dealing with somebody who's in their 70s, right? Um, and everything mm-hmm. in between. So the different walks of life that you're dealing with, um, you know, you'd like to think that everybody's happy and, you know, going to have a drink at the bar to have a good time, but that's not always the case. So really, I think the big thing was learning how to read people that much better, Mm -hmm. learning how to better communicate with people, um, you know, things of that nature and and patience um, is a big part of it too, because you can't just, you know, reach over and, you know, kick somebody out all the time. You know, you try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So Patience is one of the biggest things there with bartending, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's probably it. You know, reading people, being a people person. Um, if you're looking to hone your people skills, go work in the bar. Yeah, that's a good point. Kind of similar along the same, same vein as those guys that go and do door to door sales. Yeah. For, yeah. Just getting that many interactions in that short of a time period can force you to hone those people skills pretty quick. Well, and because of that, you know, those bartending skills, they teach you how to better deal with them door-to-door salesmen as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how to kick them out. Just be dry. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to an interview with Chris Pratt. Uh, the actor there and he uh, he that that's where he got his start was he was a uh, door-to-door direct salesman i can't remember what he was selling and he tells a funny story on how he answered an ad and did this and that but but what it taught him was the ability to handle rejection and uh you know actors and actresses always talk about how they get rejected on whatever their casting calls or whatever the heck they call it and he said, oh, man, you don't know rejection. And so it, for him, it was just like, you know, water off a duck's back type of a, a thing, the way that he described it, because he understood rejection doing direct sales, door-to-door sales, and every day, like having 100 no's or doors shut in your face. Like, So there's some real, you know, whether it's bartending or anything else, having kids, like you want to talk about teaching patience, mm-hmm. like you can get that all over the place, but you gotta. I mean, then you gotta do something with it. Dirk, what did you do before you uh, came up to Williston? I uh, worked for the Department of Corrections in Utah. I worked at a state prison. 
Wow, that's a good place to learn some patience. I, I did have to learn some patience there. I was there for four years before I came out of here. Wow. That must have been interesting. So, so I had to learn to be patient with hmm. man children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Well, I'm going to reserve my comments. I was going to see if there's any comparisons to, you know, our industry and that, but. <laughs> I could make some, but I don't know if they'd be appropriate. It, funny, because you're not the first guy that we've had that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first guy that we had that worked the uh, same job. Robert did that back in the day, Jordy. And um, anyway. Man, Eric as maybe well. We attract state. Yeah. Right. Jeez, three. We attract. <laughs> state. We attract prison guards. We attract state <laughs> prison <laughs> guards. Well, it's probably a good thing. It keeps us in order. Yep. 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 Keep us in line. Well, I have a hard stop for myself. You guys. What do you think? You guys going to stay on? I, I got to jump off uh, and hit the road here, get to that border. Yeah, you know, no, I'm going to jump off as well. What do you think? Sorry, Dirk. I cut over you there. Sounds good. Okay. No, I was just but he doesn't want to be late for the border. No, nah, he just said I don't want to. Yeah. You, you got your test nope. done there, Ben? Yep. I'm all nice. negative. I'm, I'm, I'm positive yeah. on the negative yeah, side. Good news. You got a negative. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So I'm clean to come up, but, uh, no, thanks. Thanks Dirk and Jordy for jumping on real quick. I know we're uh, still new at this and figuring some things out, but appreciate you guys' patience to jump on and join in the fun. Nathan, we'll see you soon. You bet. Thank you guys. Yeah. You bet. You guys in the chat. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye.